And I want to speak today on the subject of connection, the importance of connection. And today is not really a message as much as it is sharing from my heart to the Westover family. If you're new to Westover, we appreciate you being here. But honestly, I'm talking to our church family today. I'm sharing my heart and I want to talk to you about the importance of connection. The church, the church is not this building. We say we went to the church today. Well, the church really, in essence, is not the building. We are the church. Yeah, believers, we, we make up the church, the body of Christ. The church is not a place we go. It's a family we belong to. The church is not a place we go. It's a family we belong to. In the New Testament... 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the New Testament gives us an analogy to understand the body of Christ, the church. You and I, again, are the body of Christ. It's not this building. And he uses an analogy of a physical body. Just as the hand is connected to the arm, the arm is connected to the shoulder, to the body, the torso, every part of the body functions for the well-being of the whole body. And the New Testament is going to say that's just like the church. Every one of us are a part or a member, using the analogy of the physical body, a part of the church. You're both needed and wanted. With that in mind, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 15 and 16, it says, Now if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. 15 and 16, there's, there's a phrase there found in both verses I want you to see. It's the phrase, I do not belong. And here's what the Scripture is saying. Some people say, I don't belong. You know, I really don't fit in. And it's saying, well, because the hand is not an eye, doesn't say I do not belong. It does belong. And what it's teaching is here is, is sometimes we can say, I don't belong. You know, I, I go there, but I, I'm not, I don't belong to that. I mean, I really wasn't raised in church. I go for an inspirational teaching occasionally, or I like the music or what, but I really don't belong. I really don't get involved in a, long, a lot of stuff. I, I, I've never felt comfortable because I am not that. That's completely incorrect. You do belong. If you're saying you don't belong, the Bible says you do belong. You can't, you can't disqualify yourself because I just don't feel like I fit in. You do fit in. We're in a new family. We're in a new community called the body of Christ. You do belong. Verse 21, it says, If the eye, excuse me, rather, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. We can't say, I don't belong. And another thing, we can't say, I don't need you. And there's some people, I've heard, you know what, I really don't need a life group. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, because maybe you've never been in one, never been connected to one. You don't, not really involved in it. And the scripture is saying the things you say, I don't belong or I don't need, in essence, you do need, 
You need other people. You need to be connected. I need to be connected. God's picture for the church is that we're connected. And we're in an American culture which is very individualized. We like building fences around our property. We like putting do not disturb signs upon our life. We like to be able to mute things. We, we function and we always think individualized. And the Bible says that we're a part of the body of Christ. We're a part of one another. We are connected. And I want to share with you the importance of connection. With that in mind, I'm going to invite three of our staff pastors to join me on the platform. And we're going to have a a bit of a conversation today in the message about the importance of connection. And I've asked these staff pastors to join me in the message. And again, this is probably less a message as it is sharing our heart for what God wants to do and what God wants to create here at Westover. To my right here and to uh, your left is Pastor Danae. She's recently taken on the ministry of connection. We actually have a ministry of connection. And she's just in the last couple of weeks have taken this on. Next to her, her husband, uh, Pastor Jonathan. Uh, Pastor Jonathan he spearheads all of our discipleship ministry, serves on our lead team. And then, of course, to the far right, your far left, is Pastor James. He's our life group pastor. And we want to talk about the importance of connection this morning. One of our core values, a Westover core value, and you've heard it before if you've been here at any time at all, and that is that we're better together. We believe that being connected coming together, involved in each other's hearts and lives, that we are better together. And our goal at Westover is that every time somebody steps on this campus in everything and anything we do, we want to extend Jesus to them. We want our guests to have the best Jesus experience as possible. And, and that is a focus. And honestly, I'm just talking heart-to-heart to the Westover family today. We need to do better at being better. We need to do better at being better. Hospitality is not just the greeter's job or is not just the pastor's job. It's our job. We are the body of Christ. We are members of one another. And I am calling the entire church family today that we're going to do better at connecting. And we're going to do better at sharing Jesus When people step on our campus, we want them to have a wow experience. We want people to say, wow, those people have something. Those people know Jesus. Those people know the Lord. My wife says the best uh, customer service at any fast food place is Chick-fil-A. She says without question. Well, they do a great job with chicken. (laughs) Are they doing a better job with chicken than we are with Jesus? I mean, I mean... They have trained themselves that you would have a a good experience for chicken. We have Jesus, the Savior, the Redeemer. We need to extend God's heart. We want people to have a Jesus experience in the parking lot, in the hallway, at the door, walking down the hallway, stepping in the auditorium, on the sports complex. It doesn't matter where they're at, and we don't have to have a badge on us and have gone to training. We need to be Jesus with everybody around us. I'm going to ask Pastor Danae. Pastor Danae, you've just stepped into Connection. Just share with the people what our heart is for connection at Westover. Well, the heart of Westover is that this is the friendliest place in San Antonio. 
In our connections team, what we always say and what we believe is that the altar starts in the parking lot. Yes. The altar starts in the parking lot. And our job and our heart and our goal is that from the moment somebody steps on this campus, they are going to experience the love of Jesus at every point, from the parking lot, in the hallways, at the doors. And a little by little, if they've come in with something and they're burdened, that we are just chipping away any barrier that is there. So then they walk in this auditorium and they walk into the presence of God. They can feel and they can experience God's love and they can experience life change. The power of a smile, the power of greeting, just the power of kindness, compassion, genuine compassion uh, extended to others. It's just learning to speak to others. It's learning to acknowledge. It's opening a door when you're not a door greeter. It's just showing Jesus in everything we do. I'm calling on all of us. To do that. How many of you have ever watched the movie uh, Beauty and the Beast? You ever watched that card to Disney? You know, there's a song in that uh, that I want to remind us of in Beauty of the Beast. It says, Be our guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. Remember that? Uh, it, it goes on to say, Try the gray stuff, it's delicious. If you don't believe us, ask the dishes. We can sing, we can dance, for truly this is France. And a dinner, dinner here is never second. Okay, let's It's never second. Let's do it again. Never second. Okay, I want you to be our dishes. That's what I'm saying. Brother and sister plate right there. Brother and sister saucer. Be our dishes. In other words, every time somebody steps on this campus, extend God's heart to them. Extend Jesus to them. I'm looking out, and I'm going to send a call, an invitation. Starting in January, I'm looking for 100 people in this service to say, one time a month, I'll serve in Connections Ministry. Either a, a, a greeter, a, opening a door, uh, sharing, sharing a, my heart in some form or fashion. One time a month. I will serve to extend God's heart to bring the best Jesus experience possible here. Uh, Pastor Denae, tell them how they can do that. And I'm going to ask my grandson, Aiden, to come out here. Well, we would love to have you a part of the team because we believe that our Connections team, we're a family. And so we want to ask you to join our family. And I say anybody in Connections, you can be a part of it. Anybody can do it because anybody can share a smile. Anybody can open a door. Anybody can extend a warm greeting and show the love of Jesus to someone else. And so if you're interested, maybe you have come for a while and you said, man, I want to do something, but I don't know what my next growth step is. Join the Connections family. We'd love to have you a part. You can, you can text Connections to the number on your screen. We'd love to get you connected and a part, and we'd love to serve with you. Right here, this is my 10-year-old grandson, Aiden. This is my bud right here. This is my, this is my bud right here. I asked Aiden here recently. He comes to all the services. He comes, he comes Saturday night, comes to all the services, and he started coming into this service, uh, third service on the weekend. And I had a conversation. I said, Aiden, would you like to serve in our connection ministry? What is that, Papa? I said, first service out there, we have a senior service, and most of our seniors come in the west entrance. And a lot come in, with some, some with walkers, some canes, some uh, uh, even... 
um, wheelchairs, but the seniors all come in. Here's what I want you to do. I just want you to open the door and share a smile with him. Can I tell you? He has a fan base in the seniors. Yeah, he does. He is 10 years old, and I'm going to tell you something, buddy. Your future wife is going to walk through that door one of these days. Okay? You don't even know it. She's going to walk through that door, and she's going to remember that smile of that handsome guy that looked like, looked like his papa and Brad Pitt at the same time. God bless in, you. In you can go sit down. Just share Jesus. Help us. We're going to do a better job at being better. And I want to invite every one of us. Here's what we do when we come to church. We come into church and sit down that five minutes before service, and we do this. And I, I see people doing this on their, and what are they doing? They're checking Facebook to see what somebody ate for breakfast. They're looking at huevos rancheros. You, you know, it's what people post on Facebook. Here's a huevos rancheros, and there is that. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I don't care what people eat. I don't, I'm going to ask you, put this down. When you come in, there's somebody sitting around you. How about taking the three or four min minutes and just speaking and greeting? Let's, let's give people the best Jesus experience that they can get here. Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Jonathan, there is, a, there is another core value we have here, and that is not only are we better together, we say it's good to grow. We want everybody to grow spiritually. Why? Because the Bible directs that. The Bible directs that every believer, you and I, we should be growing spiritually. I want you to share with our church family what we're doing to accelerate their growth in 2020. Well, we're pleased to announce in January, at the very beginning of the year, we're going to be launching what we're calling the Westover Growth Track. We're going to be taking the very best of New Family Connect and Next Steps, and we're going to put it into a track so there's an opportunity for someone to take a growth step each Sunday of the month. And so the first step, which starts the very first Sunday of the month, is the step connect. And really what we want is we want you to connect at Westover. If you're brand new to Westover and you don't know us yet, we invite you to come to this step. We're not going to ask you to sign up for anything. We just truly want to share the heart of Westover with you, the heart of God with you. We want to hear your story. We want to discover what God is doing in your life. And we want to see what can we do as a church to help you advance. The second step is grow. We here at Westover, we're committed to helping you grow spiritually and also to grow in relationships with other people. We believe that you can't grow unless you're connected to other believers. And so we believe that if we can help you grow together in community, that you'll grow spiritually as well. And so we're going to give you a chance in this class to create a spiritual growth plan so you can begin to plan in this next year to grow. And then we're going to invite you to be a part of community, to connect to community, whether it's a growth class or a life group, uh, because we think that God intends for you to grow. And I just, my prayer, if I can just say as a pastor, my prayer is that next year, this time, you'll be able to step into thanksgiving and to declare the faithfulness of God about how he's grown you and how he's advanced you and your family. And that is my prayer for you. The third step, which happens the third uh, Sunday of the month, is discover. We want you to discover your divine purpose. God made you on purpose, with purpose, 
and for a purpose. Yes. And we want you to discover the gifts that he put within you. We want you to express them. We want you to discover a place in ministry where you can make an impact and you can be fruitful. There is a place for each one of you in the kingdom of God to make a significant impact, to impact the lives of other people, impact next generation. We want to help you discover what that is. And then the fourth step, which is serve at the end of the month, is really about helping you get activated. You'll discover how serving God, we serve God by serving other people, how we're able to, to, to uh, model the life of Jesus Christ by serving we're going to get you activated. We're going to teach you how to serve safely here at Westover. And then, and then we're going to get you partnered up with ministry leaders in the ministry of your choice and help you get activated so you can continue to grow. And we're doing all of this because we believe God wants you to grow. He, he loves you just the way you are, but he has a growth step for you. And we're just inviting you. Would you go on the journey with us? Would you step into 2020 and discover all that God has for you? Don't sit on the sidelines. Be willing to step in and grow. And if you do, God will meet you right where you're at and he'll advance you. Amen. A great connection point in order not only to grow, go deeper, and really create a community, a circle of friends and support is through a life group. And Pastor James is our life group pastor. Pastor James, I want you to share with people the importance of being in a life group. Well, the importance of life groups is this. Pastor Jim said that, that we want to create a wow factor. So everybody say wow. Wow. No, no, no. Say wow. Wow. Wow, like you mean. That's right. And, and that's what life groups is. Life groups is the wow factor in your faith. And just with that, I want to read a quick story just to honor one of our leaders. And this kind of explains what the importance of life groups is. It says, hi, Beverly. Just wanted to give you a quick uh, update. Beverly's my wife, not, not my nickname. All right, just so you know. Um, <laughs> just wanted to give you a quick update on your life group, on our life group. Remember when I told you I felt like God put us through our situation for a reason? Well, since we had our, had our life group two weeks ago, we shared why we started a life group with, our, with full transparency and vulnerability. Little did we know that we could be sharing the same story with a few couples in our life group. God truly showed me this past week how he works, and, and now I understand why I had to go through the hurt and pain. God had a plan the entire time. It was, it was for John and I to grow, but to also share and relate with others. I am glad we took the step of faith and moved forward with our life group. Thank you for everything you and James are doing. And that, that's a couple of our life group leaders, John and Amanda. And it's just such a great opportunity for them to take a step. And that's the thing is that you come to church, we come to church, and we get all the principles. And we learn all that we need to learn from our, from our pastors and, and really get uh, God's word into our heart. But it's within life groups that you discover the wow, that you discover people who share those same hurts and share the same pains that you do. It's when you're vulnerable and you open up and take off the mask and say, hey, guess what? This is what I struggle with. And then when and the true connection truly happens when, you, when, when, when someone in the group says, you struggle with that too? So did I. I thought I was the only one. And you begin to understand that we share testimonies and we share and, th and that we need each other to encourage one another to grow. Because we truly feel that you cannot grow spiritually unless you're connected relationally. Because it's there that you see all the core values of Westover fleshed out. There are stories of stories. People say that, that how they gave their life to the Lord and how they've taken that next step of faith. We're bigger heavens and better heaven. That we're better together. That we do encourage one another. That it's good to grow. That we begin to ask those tough questions about the sermons we've learned 
children. And we can go on and on and give you stories about the value and the importance. And we know that there's things we all struggle with. But it's at that moment when you share with not everyone maybe, but with that one person that you can get that encouragement. And you can finally overcome, as scripture says, that we can overcome and continue to move forward in our faith. Just remember, we, we want you to grow spiritually. And you do that when you connect relationally. I believe in life groups because I see the life change that occurs. Denise and I, we host a life group ourselves. I do a men's group uh, as well. Yesterday, in fact, Saturday, I met with my men's group uh, for breakfast. We share together. We encourage one another. I do a professional's group once a month. If you're a professional uh, on a business or a manager, you're uh, in, in some kind of a leadership role, we have a we have a a professionals group that meets once a month. I, I just impart and, and, and share biblical leadership principles from Scripture. I believe in life group because it supports, it encourages, it lifts people up. Life group is important. Connection is important, and we want to see you connected. I want to wrap this up and share with you something that was recently, just a few days ago, reported probably in the news and you heard something about well it was reported in the news you probably heard about it in some form or some reporting it was about a recent uh show of jeopardy and the jeopardy show just a few days ago and if you know the jeopardy game it's a game in which you are given an answer and you've got to you've got to discover the question to the answer and the jeopardy is you go through and you answer it right and you win a certain amount of monies. And then at the end of the show is the final Jeopardy moment in which the money you have won in that show, you can wager it on the, the next answer that you would create and find, discover the question for. And that's a strategy. This contestant has so much. And if you, if you wager this, maybe you could win and get above them. And it's a kind of a strategic moment in the final Jeopardy. The winner of the final Jeopardy gets all of his money that he wins, plus he advances to the next level and can come to another show and another contestant. Uh, those who are on the show that don't win, whatever amount, dollar amount they walk away with, that's just their prize money for that particular show. Recently on the Jeopardy show, which Alex Trebek is hosting, and if you follow the news and you know the story, Alex Trebek, the longtime host of Jeopardy, is suffering from cancer. He's in stage four, went into remission, but more recently his, his cancer reemerged and he's back in treatment. Very grave, very somber moment in his life. Well, this particular show, it came to the final jeopardy moment in which they're waging from what they've earned and trying to find that answer to see if they can if they can advance or at least take away as much money as they can. I have the moment from the show that I want to show you on the video. Let's watch it together. Groove, you're smiling. I like that. Let's take a look at your response. Did you come up with the right one? No? What is we love you out? That's very kind. Thank you. Cost you $19.95. You're left with five bucks. Okay. What I want you to see, he came to the final Jeopardy moment and he could have walked away with $2,000. Or if he would have won the question, he would have 
walked away with more. If he'd waged, wagered a thousand, walked away with three thousand dollars. But he intentionally gave the wrong answer. And he wagered nearly everything he had won. $1,995. And he intended to walk away with only $5. I mean, what could you buy with $2,000? Think about it. Here's a chance at $2,000, maybe $2,500, $3,000. What can I do with $2,000? I'm thinking, I, I could get Denise the tattoo she's been wanting for all this time. We could have it all the colors that she'd like to have but he wagered $1,995 intentionally to walk away with only $5 to say publicly to somebody that's in a dire moment of life and express his support and devotion and admiration for Alec Trevec and Alec Trevec was choked with tears at that moment he did that because he just cared and I think about God we celebrated communion a moment ago and in communion in communion we talk about how God so loves us and what God did sending Jesus God bankrupted heaven to send and give his best to us to show us he loves us but here's what Jesus said to us. We're to love others as ourselves. And if love is not costing us something, if we never lose anything, if it never costs us any time, any effort, uh, any interest, if we, if we don't give space, time, and energy to it, then it's really not love. For you see, what people really recognize is when we give something away that we value and mean something to us as the gentleman did on the Jeopardy show. I'm inviting you, Westover. I'm inviting everyone a part of this church family to give some of your heart away, to give some of your time and energy away. I'm asking for 100 people in this room to become a part of our Connections ministry. Would you be willing to just volunteer once a month? Would you be willing without a badge or a title to open the door as you walk out to smile and speak to somebody when you come in the auditorium instead of just going through the list of the electronic device to just reach out and create a conversation with somebody around you to be kind and gracious to the person in the parking lot to bring a wow experience to do our very best to give people on this campus the best Jesus experience and if it's not going to cost us anything then Jesus doesn't show up. But when we make a sacrifice, others see it. And it changes their life. It changes their story. And it changes us. Join me in this journey, Westover. Let's pray. Father, I bring this great congregation to you. And I, I thank you for Westover thank you God for the wonderful people you brought together my heart has been burdened of late that we would do a better job at being better that we would create a wow experience on this campus to call people to demonstrate Jesus in, a, in an obvious in a, 
way that just makes an impression on people's hearts and mind. People walking on this campus week after week, the frown on their face is not unfriendliness. The frown on their face is sometimes brokenness, emptiness, hurt, and ache. And they come to a place to experience Jesus. And I want them to experience Jesus long before they even get in the auditorium. I want God's heart to literally saturate this campus, to baptize every experience of Westover and extending God's heart. And I call the Westover family into this journey to do it together. We need each other, and we need to belong. And I thank you for the Westover heart. I thank you for people and what they're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen.